Okay, we're back with Rick Pamplin here, the writer and director of the movie now in wide release, Movie Money Confidential. I want to just piggyback on something you just said before the break, Rick. Um, don't uh, don't wise up the chumps or something like that. And I'll never forget when I was I had just finished the actual production with you on this movie, and I was so passionate, like you are. That's why you started out as a teacher, helping so many people. I said. I really want to do a podcast during the pandemic just to share a little bit of tips some some advice or whatever. And I went to North Hollywood park with a producing buddy that I knew just trying to get out in the middle of the pandemic, just to get some fresh air. And I told him my idea, he goes, why would you want to do that? Like, why would you tell, why would you tell all these people just getting out of film school, how to finance their own movies? It's like this, I don't know, is a greedy mentality or this mentality of not sharing. And that's what I like about you. And you do such a great job in the movie, sprinkling a few tips and some advice along with inspiration and empowerment throughout the whole movie. Well, there's a lot of, of stuff that we say, very bold, very controversial. We didn't hold anything back. Bert didn't hold anything back. And none of the interviews um, we did over a hundred hours of footage. The movie runs an hour and 41 minutes with credits and opening and out the door. So uh, I spent six months in the editing room and um, we did something very interesting. And for people that are filmmakers, uh, we, come up, we came up with a program where we could do a transcript off of the people, but using technology to do it. So I had a transcript of the hundred hours and we tried not to repeat one thing because a lot of it was repetitive. People would say the same thing. And we were looking for those nuggets of wisdom. So what you're gonna get is a really packed hour and 41 minutes of lawyers, investors, fundraisers, actors, movie stars, producers, directors, talking about, even if a film commissioner, talking about what a film commission, a hidden asset can do for an independent filmmaker to raise money, something no one's ever talked about. And so uh, we've got a lot of information, a lot of nuggets, no repetition. Uh, and that 100 hours, we cut down to the best hour in 41 minutes, making half the investors mad because they thought their segments would be longer. And we just had to go with the best material, which is what you said earlier. Uh, you, it's our film. We're trying to do the best we can do for the investors, but it's not a vanity production. So some investors didn't even get in the film. Yeah. Some of them were cut and um, were upset. But the film that the viewer is going to download or stream uh, is the best we could do out of 100 hours of everybody we could find that would talk about fundraising. And well, so you, I think, you did I think a great job. Uh, John did a great job, our, our main editor, um, Think Visual Group. So I got to ask you a personal question. Um, and I, I really thought about this for a minute because when, when, when we first started the movie, I, I obviously had 100% faith in you because you're a brilliant, creative filmmaker. You, you've been in the game. You're kind of like a mentor to me in many ways. But I didn't really understand, to be honest, how you're going to take this business book full of charts, graphs, and tables and statistics and I don't think the Palm Beach Film Commissioner understood either how you're going to take this book. So here's my question. 
was there a single moment during filming, like one day or a single interview or a killer location like we got, like Ken's yacht? Was there a single moment where we're on set and, and it started clicking? Like, oh, yeah, I see how this whole thing is going to piece together now. Well, that's a great question. But let me back up for two things. Number one, when you talked about me teaching, I did not get into teaching to help people. I was homeless living in my car and I was desperate for a job and I showed up for a screenwriting class <laughs> and the teacher didn't show up and they hired me to teach the class. So I taught screenwriting out of desperation because I liked to eat and I was selling my blood three times a week and I couldn't survive on it living in my Chevy Nova hatchback in the parking lot of a Safeway grocery store. <laughs> I had, I was living off credit cards and borrowed money when I came up with the idea for this film. And I made this film out of desperation. This is everything I wanted to learn. And I wanted people to teach me and all the questions nobody would ever give me. And I wanted to learn it myself. And one of the things I did, I taught for 10 years in Hollywood. And I told my students, you must always be a student and keep learning. This business changes almost every day. And so I was desperate. If, you're, if this film would not have worked, I don't know what I would have done, but I would not have had a roof over my head and I would have probably been back to now living in my hybrid truck because I was out of my, I sold my jewelry, I sold my artwork, my furniture. This was everything to me, but I knew that no one had ever wanted to tell the truth about fundraising and they didn't want other people to learn it. And I thought if I could break through and get enough people to come on camera, we got 60. We started yeah. with zero. And then you and I were the first two. And then we got other people. But I knew that if we could tell an honest story, it would work. You know, the early reviews have been unbelievable. And you know, the distributor is unbelievable. And the, and the reaction that we've had in the early screenings. We've gone somewhere no one's ever gone. We've broken ground and we've done something for the audience. I want people to watch this film and be empowered to go out and tell their story. And I don't care what the story is. I want every filmmaker to be empowered and to have enough knowledge from this movie and enough inspiration to go out and make movies and tell their stories. Because I'm working on a film right now that I started when I was 17 years old. And I made a short version of it when I went to a prep school and the film teachers failed me. And it's, and it's inspired by the concert for Bangladesh and starving feeding children uh, across the world. And I started a year ago, the film, when we finished the film with you and I'm gonna make it if I have to self-finance it. And as you get older, you realize, don't let people say no, don't let people get in your way. You have that fire and that passion in your belly. And ultimately, that's what people give you money for. So many people, when I interviewed them, I ask them, why did you give us money? Well, Rick, you had a good reputation, or I knew you, or I knew Scott, and I knew Scott was a quality guy. And there's a big secret, and I don't want to give it away, but Cooch Cuchitelli, one of our mutual friends, has one of the greatest lines yeah, it's, it's ever great on line. fundraising. And I'll just give you a teaser. Money is plentiful, but, and he yeah. gives some great advice. Our friend, Russell Cardinal, 
who's raised money. Great advice. These people really told us stuff I'd never heard before. So I was driven by my own drive to get back in the movie business and to put a roof over my head and, and to take care of my wife and myself and, and to not let people run me out of the movie business. Uh, and that's what, I, that, what my passion. In the process of making this film, I changed myself. And I'll tell you, Burt Reynolds changed me. What Burt said to me in this film and the back and forth changed me. And I immediately went into making a film that I got an F on in prep school when I was 17. And everybody that I went to Hollywood and said, hey, I wanna make this film. They laughed at me. And you know the film, The Year of Giving. I'm a year into it. I'll be done with it this December. And if I have to put up everything I own to get this film released, I will. But you have to make your passion. L learn the rules, take screenwriting classes, go to seminars, follow Scott's podcast. But in the end, what's in your heart? What do you care about? What's your passion? And, and I've been, I've been uh, too long at this, Scott, to let anybody talk me out of anything again. And, you know, that was the process I went through. My movie changed me. I know it'll change people that watch it. Well, you're, you're, you're stubborn and you're passionate. And I, and I mean stubborn in a good way, because if you're the director or you have a vision or you're one of the key producers that's moving this project forward and you listen to people on set every single day, what, what's that quote? By the end of the movie, you're not going to have the same movie you started with. Yeah. Well, we didn't, I didn't know. I just knew that Louise had written a best-selling book for eight editions and that everybody in the world from Blair Witch to you name it had used her. And Salma Hayek was a client, which is, you know, why Salma's in the movie. And I knew her success. And I thought this can be the, the entree, the entry to getting into getting some of this information. And then God blessed us with Bert and Bert just blessed the film tremendously and has helped us to get attention. But um, the film is aimed for everybody trying to raise money and figure it out and get straight answers because it's, it's an hour and 41 minutes of straight answers. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've, I've said this time and time again, and I really mean it sincerely. I would have killed to have seen a movie like this 25 years ago. Oh, yeah. Because I, I was just trying to figure it out on my own. And I, I honestly believe if every single person listening to this podcast gets the movie, eventually get the DVD or, or, or download it so you can watch it over and over again, because there's so much information I learned from this. And, you know, no, no one's going to say this is going to be the answer for everything. But at that point, if you're really serious and you want to fast track your fundraising, it's not a bad idea to hire a consultant like Louise Levinson or hire a local producer in your area that has produced many movies and uh, gets, surround yourself with experts. Yeah. And there's one other thing, and I, I know you're doing a, a podcast on it. There's somebody we did. A, we did. A, we went to a, a school and let students go at it with us. And then we went to a uh, sort of a hipster coffee shop, okay? And, and we went to this Harold's place where they have art you know, on the walls and they have you know, all kinds of music events and artists, it's an artist hangout. And we invited the public and a screenwriter showed up and by the time the film came out, had, had one night in our movie, and this is all on camera, 
went out and got the money and made a movie. Yeah, that so was I know, that was remarkable. That was remarkable. Yeah. From, from you giving him some tough advice while we were filming the movie. Um, yeah, I'm gonna ask him and Louise Levinson on my next podcast so um <laughs> so we can talk about that that's an amazing story yeah it actually happened while we were filming our movie someone else got their screenplay financed and produced into a finished movie right you make a movie on how to raise money to make a movie you do a public forum a guy comes he gets <laughs> the fire lit under him goes out and raises the money and by the time our film comes out he's made a movie crazy couldn't couldn't write I, a better script i'm hoping a hundred movies are made because of the inspiration of our film. People say to me, what, 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 what's the end result? I want a hundred motion pictures of, of people who said, you know, I saw Movie Money Confidential. I got so inspired. I went out and made my movie. We've already got one. Yeah. So well, I, 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 honestly, I, I want at least a thousand, Rick, because you'll understand this better than some of our audience. When you and I first started out, we had to be taken seriously by a distributor. You had to shoot on 35 millimeter film, Panavision cameras. So yeah. the beauty, the beauty in this day and age, like you said earlier, unlimited streaming platform opportunities. But if you're really, really smart with today's equipment and technology, you can make a quality film for 250 to $500,000. My favorite film this year, I'm in the director's guild and I see all the movies and I get the screeners and all that, uh, is Belfast. And I think Belfast is an amazing movie. Yeah. So I watched it. I was stunned. Uh, great job. Everybody, the cast, you know, uh, the director, everything, the locations, the cinematic elements of that film. So I looked it up. They shot it very much like we shot our film with the same equipment, same low budget. Now they spent a little more money because they had a big cast, but very similar to the way our film was shot. And what you said is one of the great gems of our movie. You can make a better movie for less money today than at any time in the history of Hollywood, which most people don't understand because they read, you know, West Side Story was a hundred million or the Marvel movie yeah. was 300 million. But there are people making films at a hundred thousand. I watched the film the other night. I thought about this Scott. Stranger Than Paradise, the Jim Jarmusch film. One of my favorite films made for a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. And it, it's, it, it, it's an amazing film. Uh, you can make a film from a hundred thousand uh, dollars all the way up to a hundred million. But if you're an independent filmmaker and you can raise 250 or $500,000, you can make a very competitive film to go out there and compete, especially if you're not obsessed with trying to get a studio deal or theaters. And if you're willing to do limited independent theaters, and if you're willing to do streaming and digital download. And I think our business is changing. And I think the doors opening for the smaller budgeted independent films, and it's much easier to recoup money. I was on a, one of these uh, uh, calls where you call in and everybody talks and, and there was a distributor on there talking about the fact they get a lot of great independent films, but they've spent millions and it's very hard to recoup millions. But when huge, he gets a huge, film huge under problem. a million, when, he, when, when this distributor said, when I get a film under a million, it's much easier to recoup, especially if you have a name or two. So we sort of followed that formula 
And our film, I think, will be financially successful. But to me, the real litmus test, you want a thousand, I'll take a hundred. But I want to see a lot of films that are made that were inspired by this film. Yeah, yeah. Well, and great. Then, and then, Scott, the second hardest thing is distribution. Then we should make a film on how to get your film distributed because that's the second hardest thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother movie. Whole nother movie. Absolutely. So, so any, any uh, parting advice that you have for... Um, the next generation of filmmakers getting out of school now or somebody that's been at it for a few years struggling to raise money for their first or their second feature? Well, I think you have to have a very thick skin. I think you have to have a very good lawyer. And I think you have to have passion. And there's a very famous director, I'll think of his name in a second, probably when we're off the podcast, who said one day, if you listen to everybody around you, and you make one change a day, in your movie and you shoot for a month, at the end of the month, you made 30 changes and it's not your movie. You have to make your movie. Now, Scott DuPont and Maggie, the other producer, great contributions. Investors had ideas. Louise Levison had ideas. Uh, John Zietz and Eddie from Think Visual had ideas. But at the end, I vetoed those things I didn't want to do either when I was shooting or in the editing room. And whether you like a film or hate the film, it's a Rick Pamplin film. And there has to be a vision to the film. And there has to be somebody that doesn't lose sight of that vision. We accomplished our goals and we think we made the best possible film we could for the budget. And we didn't, and there were a lot of side roads. Well, what about this? Or what about, let's talk about that. And well, that, that's not really what we want to do. And so I think you've got to have something you're incredibly passionate about. Thick skin, great lawyer, and, and the strength to say no, the power of saying no. And, and, and also the last thing, a lot of people have complimented us. Our film is very upbeat and positive and inspiring. And I look at all these films today and they're depressing. A lot you of know, them, they're yeah. about dysfunction, their negativity, political instincts. I just don't want to make negative films. And I think the world needs some uplifting films. I, I had a great screenwriting teacher who's a friend of yours and a great screenwriter, Barry Sandler. And Barry used to say, every movie must celebrate the triumph of the human spirit. And I was thinking about Barry the other day and he, he I did my master's with Barry and he, he was a great, and still is a great screenwriting teacher. But if there's not some poetry, if there's not some heart, if there's not something uplifting about the human condition, you might want to rethink what you're doing because that's what the world needs right now. Absolutely. Well, Rick Pamplin, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a great episode today. Um, check out Movie Money Confidential. The best way you can get updates is go to moviemoney.com. And uh, I can't wait to see your other film, but we'll bring you back next year for that episode about what's, what's the title of that now? Uh, well, right now the working title is A Year of Giving or a year of giving. How, we, how We Gave Away $10,000 to Save the World. Well, you're going to change the world uh, with filmmakers with this movie. And uh, I was proud to call you my director and be associated with you. Thanks again, Rick. Thank you, Scott. Thanks for listening. And remember... It's time!
there's never been a better time to make your own indie film. And if you have a dream project you're excited about and 100% committed to getting it funded, go to financeyourmovie.com and click on the green telephone button. You'll see our calendar, and if you find an open spot, grab it. You'll get a one-on-one call with me or one of my partners. It will be the best hour you've ever spent getting clarity and strategy towards financing your movie. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week.